Hi, this is Stuart Hardy with All In Sports Outreach, and I'm excited about another episode of our podcast. As a reminder, we started this podcast about a year ago to share stories of faith and sports. And I also want to remind you of our mission statement as an organization. We exist to share the hope and the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ to promote unity and racial reconciliation. We're going to talk about in this today's episode how sports brings people together. Um, and the power of unity is found in sports. And I'm excited for you to hear from Case Smith. Case is the son of Coach Steve Smith, who was on a uh, guest on an earlier episode of our podcast. So I encourage you to go listen to that one as well. No stranger to the world of sports, especially college baseball, but is also just a strong man of faith, powerful testimony in dealing with difficult situations through sports. And so I cannot wait for you to hear it. He's married. He's the recreation director at First Baptist Church Woodway in the Waco, Texas area. Again, incredible man of God. God is using in incredible ways to reach athletes both there in Waco and beyond. So without further delay, let's jump right into it. Well, thanks for joining me today, Case. Yeah, thanks for having me. I feel pretty honored to, to be a part of it. You bet. So... I mentioned in our intro that your dad, uh, Coach Steve Smith, was a guest on a previous episode, so I want to encourage the listeners to go download that one first and to hear a little bit about the Smith family. But if you're unfamiliar with Coach Smith, um, had quite the career, kind of setting the stage for um, the conversation with Case, but he played at uh, Mississippi College in Baylor. He was an assistant coach at a couple schools, 21 years head coach at Baylor, won 744 games. Um, so quite the career. So Case, that's a lot of a lot of accomplishments, a big resume, some big shoes to fill and to follow. So talk about growing up in a family um, as the youngest son of such a high profile um, NCAA coach. Is there any pressures or is there any benefits to it? Yeah, it was honestly looking back, it was such a dream and a blessing to grow up practically on the field. I mean, we. I mean, very from the earliest of ages, we were on the field. I mean, two months after I was born, he got the job at Baylor. And so I, I grew up a Baylor Bear and was always around the team. And just the blessing it was to get to see those guys and get to build relationships with some older players and get to dream about, you know, being in those shoes and, and, and obviously ultimately getting to do that. Um, honestly, like in terms of pressure, there was obviously some outside pressures with mm. growing up as a coach's kid. And that's something I had to deal with and something I, you have to walk through. And it taught me a lot. Uh, but it, it was so cool. And something that I look back on and appreciate is there was really no internal pressure mm. I mean, from. And I think about with my dad as a coach, there was never this. Hey, you got, you know, you better do this or, you know, there's always this love and the support from him. Obviously, I, I would assume he dreamed and wanted that. And wanted me and Ryan to accomplish that, to be on his team. Um, but there was never this pressure. Uh, there was never this, uh, you know, um, stress that he put on us. And, and I, I look back on that and just very thankful mm. for the way that he always loved us and supported us and wanted us to be the best man and best baseball players we could be. But there was never this, well, if you don't make it, you're a failure kind of, kind of you know, quota. There was always just this support and love and, and pushing us to be the best. And that's something I really – appreciate looking back on um there and to be honest there's really no regrets i mean I, i've been we went through a lot as a family obviously mm. when he got let go and um i know we'll touch on that later but you know it's something that that god has really worked through there were so many ups and downs and you know close championships close going to omaha a couple times and 
you know, I look back on all that and obviously those are some tough times, tough losses, but you know, I have such a greater perspective of athletics and such a greater um, perspective of just what it means to win and what it means to lose and how does God play in the middle of that, that, you know, I consider it really a blessing. Um, and it's hard to complain when you got to, when you had the opportunity to play with your brother and the opportunity to play for your dad for at least a couple of years, that was just a dream and something that I will always look back on as just a, you know, just an incredible blessing. Absolutely. So did you play other sports besides baseball? I did. Well, I did for a little bit. My Both my brother and my dad were quarterbacks. And so if there was any pressure in the home, it was to be a quarterback. And unfortunately, <laughs> uh, growing up, I didn't have the body that was a quarterback type. I was a little bit thicker and couldn't really run. and didn't like being hit. Um, and so I played football. I was a sinner my seventh and eighth grade year. Um, and then decided that I was tired of getting hit. wasn't the wasn't the strongest. And played a little basketball here and there. Loved basketball, um, but ultimately, when I went into high school, I, I gave up. The word I like to use is I retired. I didn't yes. quit. I retired, obviously. Um, I, and of course, right when I did that, like my freshman sophomore year, I grew a little taller, lost a little bit of weight, and kind of grew a little bit in strength. And so I thought about kind of dabbling in football once again maybe my senior year I, I could throw the football a little bit just because of playing around with my dad and my brother um but just decided at that point I was already going to play baseball at, at Baylor and so I was like it's not worth the injury but honestly now I'm like wishing I would have played to be honest so yeah but baseball was it so and, and you mentioned obviously already that you, you you went on to play baseball for your dad at Baylor and then um your dad was let go he left and then you decided to retire from baseball. Kind of talk about that process of, number one, p- playing at Baylor, um, where you grew up, with your dad the coach, and the decision to walk away from the game, but but to remain um, there at Baylor as a student, but not walk away from Baylor. Yeah, it was uh, – it's not exactly how I drew it up. Uh, as a kid, you know – Time and time again, you know, seeing my dad and the success he had for such a quite, such a long time, I always thought, okay, God, once I, you're just waiting for me to get there. Once I get there, we're going to win a championship. Mm. Uh, my brother had the opportunity when he was a freshman. That was 2012, and that was one of the better years we had. But obviously, we fell short, uh, one, literally one out away from Omaha. And so I just grew up thinking, okay, God's just waiting for me. <laughs> God's yeah. just waiting for me. And so when I got there, that was the expectation. I was fully expecting to be there. And at some point, I had the opportunity to win a championship. And so it was an honor to be a part of it. It was an honor to to to, get, to put on that, that Baylor jersey and to, to be a part of that team. And, and I, I look back on those years, really just two years, and just really just as an honor. I mean, really, the teammates that I had um, – the friends that I was able to make. And it was hard for sure. It was, it was a challenge. It'd be just being a coach's kid and all, but um, getting to play with my brother, like those are things that I look back on and don't have any regrets. Um, and yeah, so my, after my, I guess my sophomore year, which I was a redshirt freshman that year, uh, we kind of, we didn't know what was going to happen, but we, we just, you know, there was some, there's some speculation and some mm-hmm. fear in our hearts and worry and some rumors going around. We didn't think it was going to happen, but obviously, um, you know, that's just the way it turned out. And, uh, there was a decision made. And so I went into that summer, uh, actually going to play summer baseball. And I have to give a little shout out to, to Richard Cunningham. He was a teammate of mine at Baylor and he was just a God ordained, perfect teammate to have after that decision was made. Mm. Um, and so I got to ride with him to play Cal- in California to play with an FCA team there. 
and just crushed, to be honest, just mm -hmm. just confused as to, like I said, this whole time I'm expecting to finally achieve my dream of playing for my dad. But obviously there was an expectation of, OK, what were we going to what are we going to do? We got so much ahead of us and, and it just didn't turn out that way. And so we really went into that summer. No way I'm going back. No way, um, you know, I'm, I'm putting on that jersey again. I'm going to go somewhere else. I'm going to prove everybody wrong. You know, I mean, our family was kind of moving out already very quickly. And so there was no way I was going back. Just kind of already right away was gone. And uh, honestly, just went into that summer and God was just so present. Like mm. <laughs> in the frustrations, there was a lot of long nights of mm. being alone in my room after after a summer ball game, just honestly crying, on, honestly just questioning God and why and why would, yeah. he, why would he allow me to put in the work and the effort and the, the time to get there and then to have it taken away like that. And, um, and so just a lot of, there's obviously a lot of bitterness towards the people and um, just things that just were there. And I honestly remember waking up one morning and, you know, obviously just being in prayer and God just put on my mind. I really don't know how it came to be, but just put on this idea of like, I want you to go back to Baylor. Mm. I want you to, I want you to stay and not run away from this. And I remember I looked, like I said, I was with Richard Cunningham and I remember talking to him about it and just kind of saying, I don't know, man. I, I mean, I can't even believe that this is an option in my head. And so for, in that, in that way, I knew that it was from God cause I wouldn't have thought of it. Um, and so I, I remember going, talking to my dad and just saying, hey, and this kind of show, shows who my dad was. I called him and I said, hey, I really think God may want me to stay at Baylor. And obviously that's not something you probably want to hear um, as a, you know, as a coach that just got let go from a university, mm -hmm. but also as a dad, you're kind of looking, he was already kind of looking for looking to see what other schools I may go to. And, but obviously just, he was so understanding and so loving. I mean, he was like, hey, I've been there. <laughs> he was like, I still love Baylor. You know, he was so supportive and he said, let's just keep praying about it and and so just the next really month, the kind of final month of summer ball, I just, it became more and more clear that God had a purpose for me back in Waco and back wow. in Baylor. And so, um, it was hard. The hardest conversation was for sure calling Ryan. And again, he was loving and supportive, but he was kind of the the teammate that was like, Hey, like you put in all this work. Why are you going to do this? Why, yeah. do you, why are you going to go back and sacrifice your dream that you've worked so hard to do and go back to this university that, you know, in some sense, in his mind, kicked us out, you know, that kind of thing. And so, but I just, there was something about it. There was the, really the one time in my life where I knew that this is what God wanted me to do. There was purpose in it. There was, there was a calling in it. And so I just, I did it and I, I, I made that decision to go back. Um, and, and it's been, you know, it was a life-changing decision and one that God has been with me through it all. Um, and, and really, you know, it's hard to explain all the different ways that God has, moved um and impacted me in that decision uh, but I, it was clear i mean it's been clear from day one like the moment i decided it that god it was an ordained decision and god was going to be with me and so um yeah that's kind of the process that led into coming back here as a student wow that's powerful i mean i can't imagine um i would like to think that i would be in tune you know with god and <laughs> in in wanting to to do what he would like for me to do, even if it's not what I want to do. But man, I can't imagine um, the the emotions in doing that. So man, I admire that. Incredible. I mean, that's an incredible encouragement. So yeah, it was a it was a hard one, but like I said, God was so faithful, and and He's given me eyes to see it, His Amen. faithfulness through it. So that's awesome. That is awesome. So you you talk about calling your brother through that. So he was you know not just your brother, but also a teammate. Um, yeah. 
What was it like playing with your older brother? You mentioned he played quarterback, but also played baseball. Um, were y'all competitive? Were y'all close? <laughs> I mean, what's what was it like, not just um, in baseball, but just growing up with a brother who was very athletic as well? <laughs> yeah. Um, man, growing up with Ryan was was I love him. I mean, I, I can I can confidently say today in this moment that I love my brother. I, I could not say that, you know, growing up. Absolutely. I, we we struggled. We we were different. We were size-wise we were different, ability-wise we were different, and obviously as coaches kids, we were always in competitive atmospheres mm-hmm. that just produced this kind of competitiveness between us and and we we fought a lot and we struggled and I dealt with comparison to him and especially as he was the quarterback I remember my friends always giving me uh just crap about all that and just oh, yeah. messing with me and um but he was always honestly he was always just a, such a good it was funny because we would struggle off the field but we'd step in especially with baseball my sophomore year I got to play with him on varsity and I I one of my favorite memories that we had and I think he would agree with me is when we went to a playoff game uh, with Midway and we were playing a team and they went up early. And so they put me in kind of to just hold it down the forward. I was a sophomore and I ended up pitching really well. And we ended up tying the game late and they brought in Ryan to close the game. And it was, I mean, we, I mean, it was such a passionate moment of like, I handed the ball to him and, you know, go finish the job kind of thing. And, wow. And it, I mean, that was a dream uh, to get to, I mean, we won that game and get, got to advance in playoffs and, I mean, that was one of my favorite memories. But it was so, like I said, just to have that camaraderie on the field, but then struggle off the field was kind of interesting. But once we got to Baylor, something changed. And, you know, we, we were able to kind of build a really healthy relationship. Um, I think that was obviously just growing up and getting mature and kind of knowing that kind of we're in such a unique situation being on the team with our dad mm-hmm. as a coach. And so it kind of brought us together. And then once everything happened with my dad, I mean, that like completely have changed our relationship. We just, we clung to each other. Um, you know, we encouraged each other. We prayed for each other. Um, and so just to, to go through what we went through together, I mean, that's honestly like, uh, if uh, it's hard when people ask, you know, do you regret or do you, do you, you know, hate the decision whatever, you know, do you have any hatred about the decision? It's hard to really say I do because of the fruit the guys mm. that have brought from it, you know, and that one of the, biggest fruit was just me and my brother's relationship. And I can truly say we're just, you know, best friends and brothers right now. And that that's a lot to do with just the trials that we went through. Wow. Is he still in sports? He, so he's, man, he's, he's worked so hard. So he transferred and went to Louisville, mm-hmm. ended up getting hurt again. And so he transferred out and finished and got his degree, uh, actually ended up getting his degree at Louisville, but got to play and finish his career at San Angelo state. Mm-hmm. And actually, um, while he was there, started doing work with the football team. He was still passionate about football, um, and he wanted to coach. And so now, um, my dad's actually at Auburn, and mm-hmm. um, he is he, he Ryan went there during the year and just kind of wanted to see the family. And through he wanted to give it a try. He wanted to see if he could possibly volunteer with Auburn and just mm-hmm. kind of push his way into the program really and see if he could serve and just because he had so much time and, and loved the game was so passionate about it. He's really made his way. And he now is the, one of the, he works in like player development and rec- a lot of recruiting stuff for Auburn football. And awesome. so he's, he's loving it. And we talk, we c- talk quite often and he has nothing but good things to say about just being a part of that program and getting to 
to serve um, and work with those players in that university. So he's doing really well. It's been cool to see how God's kind of put him in positions to, to do what he likes to do as well. Yeah, that's awesome. So I need to ask one more uh, one more question about just the family and yeah, and all the sports. So. You've mentioned your dad. You mentioned your brother. What about your mom? I can't imagine the pressure of, especially the years that both you and Ryan were at Baylor. I mean, how did you see her dealing with dealing with the pressure of husbands, a coach, two sons on the team, and then you know what what happened happened. So I can't imagine hers. Yeah, yeah she. The first word that came to my mind about this question was she's just been a rock. Mm. Like, she and it's funny when I say rock because she is emotional. She is like so she loves so deeply and she's involved and invested emotionally. But she's just steady and mm. she's able to to kind of write this calm the storm down when we were getting all over the place, especially with games. And you know she cared. I mean she was hurt with losses. She was excited with victories. But she was just able to kind of navigate that so well. Um, she's a cheer she was a cheerleader and so she was always our biggest fan and so supportive and so loving after tough games. And, um, and obviously with this decision, she's obviously honestly been one of the greatest examples for me, you know, as I, you know, got to watch her and how she handled it and how she really, I mean, just sought after God and sought after his presence in her life and tried to, to kind of navigate this decision with everything that went on and the change of life. And she's actually even lost, um, both her parents in the past year, my grandparents. And so, to not only go through that decision and what happened and the, the, the effects of that, but then to lose her family um, and obviously our family uh, and to see just how she's continued to, to praise God and continue to, to call him faithful and to love him and to love us so well. It's been, uh, it's been such a, I mean, just something I look to and, and so thankful for and inspired by. Um, she really is just <laughs> really one of the best. So, um, She's definitely behind the scenes a lot more because of athletics and stuff. But, I mean, my dad would would testify that she is, she's the she's she's the anchor for sure in our family. That's awesome. You know, it's funny you mentioned the word rock because as I was not even before I asked the question, that's the one word that kept coming to my mind that 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 she's got to be the rock. Just knowing <laughs> yeah. um, what all y'all have been through and um, yep. and just seeing and you know in our family. Um, enjoyed a lot of Baylor baseball um, during the the Smith days, and yep. we were, I remember seeing. I mean, she was. You're right. She was always there cheering. So yep. that's good. Yep. So I want to uh, talk a little bit about sports and the role it plays um, in culture. So there's no secret that um, you know there is division, but sports is one of the areas that brings people together. Um, so. Talk about your experience in sports, and is there a specific example you can think of when you saw sports kind of be that um, unifying piece? Yeah, I mean, it's that's one of my favorite things about sport is it's just it's common ground. I mean, I can go to Jordan. I've been to I had the opportunity to go to Jordan. I've had the opportunity to go to the Dominican and you know Panama and Guatemala and all these different places. And then obviously back here and in, in, in the states, and without a doubt sports provides just this common ground for unity i mean you you could speak not even one lick of another language and couldn't communicate at all but what sports does is allows you to see one another for you know and see the joy they love Mm. in sports and see them as human beings and see them as people that are people and people you can connect with and uh, with all the differences that go on between races and ethnicities Mm. and and all that sports just has a way of 
of really just connecting people um, and bringing them together. And um, I mean, I, I've seen that here now doing what I do in my job here is there's people that honestly have walked into our building that wouldn't have come in uh, mm. otherwise. And that's all just because of a love for basketball and a love for sports. And, um, and that's just what I love about it is that it, it kind of, it's, it's such a barrier breaking thing. Um, it, it just, God uses it in a way that just kind of brings people together. And I think that's just how he, um, orchestrates just playing. Like it just seems to, you know, I think about as a kids when you're on a playground, you know, it's, it's kids are able to have fun and have, be friendly. And, and I think that's just how sports was, was meant to be. And so I, I've, I think that's, you know, obviously just something that sports is able to accomplish. Absolutely. So now you're currently um, in ministry to local church. So at what point uh, did you feel God calling you into full-time ministry and talk a little bit about um, your current position and what you're doing in the church? Yeah. Um, I've always heard, and I can't honestly remember who told me if it was someone, a friend or if it was a famous person that I saw a quote by or something, but I always saw that, saw that, you know, your calling or what you're supposed to be doing is where you see, a need and where your passion and really, yeah, where your passion and a need, uh, connect and where they interrelate. And, and so honestly, I was here, I, just, I work at the church that I grew up at and it's, it's such an honor to be a part of what we're doing here. And, um, and I was walking, we have a gym and, uh, there hadn't really been over, anyone over here doing ministry and it kind of just been an open facility. And I was walking through the gym and, um, and there was these guys that were coming in to play basketball after church. And I saw, I just thought to myself, that doesn't make sense. The church is out, you know, we're all leaving to go grab lunch and these guys are walking into our building and no one's here to minister to them. No one's here to just say hello. So no one's here to really just, you know, build a relationship with them. And so I actually uh, just felt pressed by God to go and have a conversation with our pastor. And, and it just turned out that they were praying over the back over our gym and just praying that somebody would rise up or maybe God would just turn it into a church building, all this kind of stuff, just didn't know what to do. And, and so from their perspective, God had brought me into that room. And, and so we, we, the next month, they offered me the job here as the director of recreation. And so uh, I walked into a facility that had people. I mean, we didn't have to go out and recruit people to come into our building. There's a ton of people because it's a free facility and it's, you know, nice and there's basketball and there's, you know, just different events and different sports. And um, really what we were able to do and, and what I've loved to do is just build relationships and invest mm. in people. Um you know, we've had a ton of people that come in through these doors and I would probably say, I mean, at least, I mean, se at least 75%, that's probably on the low side of those people are not in the church or not wow. in the church here at Woodway. And so we just have a unique opportunity to build relationships. And a lot of those are, you know, different race, different, you know, just diversity of people. And so that's been, I mean, it's been awesome. I've learned a ton and, um, it's definitely just kind of, uh, giving me this passion for the church and the way that it can connect, um, with people from all different walks of life. And, and, um, yeah, it's been amazing. We, I've been doing it for about a year and a half now and, you know, been incredibly supported by the church, but also by, um, you know, obviously our staff and, and the people that have come alongside me working here. Um, God has been working, God has been moving in ways that we can't really explain. And so it's been, it's been cool to see. Wow. That's, that, that's a cool story. You don't hear many people, um, share how they got into ministry is walking to the pastor's office and just sharing, <laughs> sharing your heart and if there's a job created. That's awesome. Yeah, it, I, I got I was blessed for sure. I, I 
I uh, didn't see it coming. I, I really was just trying to encourage them to use sport as a tool. And I'd seen it in my own life of how sport can be used to, like you said, like bring people together yeah. and unify and, and even obviously promote and share the gospel. And so I was just saying, I was just you know, having the conversation of, Hey, like there's an opportunity here that we're missing. Like it's just sitting there and there's guys here that, that, that come into our building that would not come anywhere else in our building. And they, you know, they, they want to be loved and they're just looking for a place. And, and so it just, you know, was a God thing for sure. And so it's been cool to, to see how it's actually come to life. Yeah. So one of the ways, um, that you and I connected online about a month or so ago was, um, I saw some new devotionals you had written called Crossroads geared toward athletes yeah. where an athlete can text a number and sign up and they go out every Friday. So talk about writing those and, um, you know, what's the goal behind them and, um, are they just for, I know right now they come out on Fridays cause in Texas Fridays is football in the fall. So are they just for football or, or kind of what's your, what's your goal and target audience of these? Yeah, we, uh, this probably happened, I don't know, a couple of months ago, I was sitting there thinking, how can, uh, how can the gym, how can the recreation ministry that we're a part of walk with the athletes in our church, but even the athletes in our community mm. and be more than just a building, you know, be more than just ministry that happens within our own building. How can we, you know, walk with so many of our, we have a, we have a pretty good youth group and a lot of them are athletes. And so I was just trying to think, how can we partner with them and equip them, and encourage them. And really God just kind of, you know, brought up memories of my own life of, you know, what I struggled with and, and uh, what would I need as an athlete? And, and really, I just came to this point of, you know, we do a really good job as athletes of focusing on physical preparation. Mm. We do a really good job of focusing even on the mental side of the game. And that's a big, you know, trend right now is, you know, mental game and getting ready for that. But rarely as Christian athletes do we really think about the spiritual side of the game mm-hmm. um, and the opportunity that exists, the platform that exists, the really the freedom that exists when you play in the right way. And so um, that's kind of where it started. And, and I was just thinking and, and obviously crossroads to me, it really is just that point <laughs> in all really all Christian athletes. We get to that point, that moment before their game where we have to decide if we're going to step out on this court or field and if it's going to be about us or if it's going to be about God and, and the opportunity to glorify him with what we're doing. And, and I've learned that the autofill is me. You know, the auto, like, if I don't have that moment, it's because I'm just choosing that it's going to be about me. And, and so I really just wanted to do something that helped our athletes think about this, just to even have a moment where they even thought, okay, this isn't about me. This is about God. But also wanted to help equip them and maybe resource them to be able to be free. You know, I, we, I see so many athletes and myself included when I play that deal with just fear of failure and, and fear of, you know, expect all the expectations that fans put on them, including mm. fans and friends and relatives. And, and so I just, I just think God has given us so much freedom that that, that freedom doesn't stop when you enter into um, your sport and your game. And so I, I, I really just wanted to do something that, freed them they gave them an opportunity to pray and guided them in maybe some prayer that gave them some confidence in christ and and freedom in christ that allowed them to play the game um and not in a way that you know obviously that promises victory that that's really what we want we want victory but that really allows them to play um well but play in a way that glorifies god and i think that's what I, i do think god cares about that and so just just trying to do that and um really like i said our target audience is probably our 
our, uh, our, our, our main audience is our, our youth and our church. Mm-hmm. Um, but really I, I write it in such a way and I try to write it in such a way that it can be one for all sports. Um, it's not specifically football, obviously. Um, it comes out on Friday and that's really just, I, I was thinking even on, with baseball series is they start on Friday. Mm-hmm. You may have a midweek game, but most games, even volleyball and soccer, all that, there's usually that Friday game. Um, and so just trying to do it that, that meets the needs of as many people as we can. And, um, yeah, just trying to walk alongside them. And really, the audience could be from youth baseball, youth youth sports to, I mean, professional. I mean, that's really, you know, it, it connects us with us all because it's it's uh, it's just trying to to equip and resource them to, to play in a way that glorifies God. Man, that's awesome. I know as a parent of um, a now high schooler, our oldest is in ninth grade and plays football, um, and you mentioned – um, one word that just is so evident already that we've seen is pressure. Um, yeah. oh there's so much pressure. Um, and I know all sports have it, but it just seems like here in Texas, I mean, football is big. And so, yeah. um, and you're right, there's a huge focus on the mental aspect. And so, you know, we talk, he and I talk a lot about, about the spiritual side and yeah. overcoming fear and yes, winning is important, but how you conduct yourself. So that's good. i I know I've, I'm excited that um, these devotionals are out, and um, so I'd encourage any listener that's interested, um, just go, just Google um, First Baptist Woodway um, and, um, and Crossroads Devotionals and find the link and sign up, and if you um, are a parent and have kids in sports, look those up and get them, get them in your kids' hands. Yep. That's yeah. good. It's, it's easy to, to sign up. There's obviously a number that you can text, but if you just look up, uh, if you just go to firstwoodway.org slash crossroads, it'll bring you right to it, and there's a link to sign up there as well. Awesome. Uh, but, yeah, you brought up a good point with parents. I mean, I think it's I think it's important. I mean, one, I'm a random guy to some so, so many of your probably listeners, so, yeah, you probably want to read it yourself and be, you know, to see what put, you're putting in your parents' hand in, in your kids' hands, I mean. But it's it, it can be good for parents as well. I mean, just to understand – Hey, this isn't you. You put you know, parents can put a lot of pressure on their kids, and so this this in a way can bring them a little bit of perspective Ooh, for their good. kid as they're as they're headed into their game, and to be able to okay, how can I encourage them, you know, not to focus so much on winning, but maybe hey, I read this this morning. Hey, focus on this today. You know, mm. encourage them to to do that instead. And I think there's a lot of freedom with that because I mean, I think just like with what we struggle with our relationship with God, there's just that that desire to be pleasing, that desire to to be pleasing that can in some ways paralyze us and bring this kind of weight. And, you know, we, we don't live in that freedom. Hey, God's delights in us regardless. Wow. <laughs> doesn't look at, you know, and so I think as a parent, we can encourage, you know, our athletes is, you know, to play in that kind of freedom that we're going to delight in them no matter what, um, because we love them. They're our kid. And so, um, that is one way that is one way that, that crossroads maybe can be good for the parent. That's good. That's very good. Um, so, being a former athlete um, and now someone in ministry ministering to athletes, um, we have a fair number of student athletes and coaches that listen. So I'm going to ask you to offer them some advice or encouragement because it's no secret that right now, in the, especially in the, in, in the schools, it's not easy to live yeah. out your faith. Um, there's a lot of people telling you you can't do it. Um, or making it difficult. So what advice would you offer that student athlete or a coach that may be struggling in that area um, to use? I say this all the time. I mean, athletics is a platform. 
um, yeah. whether it can be used for good or bad. So um, how would you encourage that student athlete or coach to, to, to be bold with their yeah. platform? I think the, the first thing to recognize is that God cares. Like mm. I think sometimes as athletes, we play a game, we coach a game. And so like, I mean, I dealt with that as a coach's kid, like, well, it's just a game case. Why do you care so much if your dad loses? And it's like, well, no, it's our life. It's our life. Like we've invested so much time. We invest our mm. effort. And, and we, in a sense, I mean, I would, I would agree with this, that we feel called to play this game or coach this game. And so I think one to come to a point where, Hey, like God cares about what's going on. God cares about, you know, not the outcome, I believe, but God cares about you doing it in a way that brings some honor and brings some glory. And so I, I would encourage, you know, the athletes and the coaches um, first with that. Yeah. <laughs> that God cares about them and, and the way that they're doing things. Um, and he wants to support that. Like God wants to equip and wants to help just like with all passions and with all callings, God wants to help and wants to walk alongside you in his spirit to, you know, to, to help you. Um, and so one, like bring him into it. You know, mm. allow God to walk with you in your in your coaching before you go out there with your athletes as an athlete in your game. Like whether it's crossroads or whatever it is, allow God to be with you on the field and are on the court. Um, and something that I just think is so important that we we kind of compartmentalize. We kind of think, okay, you know, to to have that edge, to have that you know that fire, you know, whatever it is. Like I kind of have to take off my faith hat and put on mm. something else. And that's just not true. That is, that is ultimately a lie. Um, right. You know, something that has always encouraged me um, and something that I, I had probably learned a little too late. I wish I would have known it a little younger and younger when I was playing. But for me, one of my greatest encouragements uh, as a competitor is to look at, cro uh, look at Jesus on the cross. Mm. Um, I mean, to think about the opponent in terms of the enemy and what the enemy was throwing at him and, you know, physically with the beatings and the mockery and, spitting and all that. And, and Jesus remained humble. He remained diligent in what he was trying to accomplish. Um, he remained in tune with God and, and, and praying to him and surrendering to him. Um, and he just, he, he continued to do it. And he, and at the end of the day, he even prayed for the opponent and asked for forgiveness for them. And so I think if you're struggling to kind of maybe what it looks like to be a Christian or maybe what it looks like to, yeah, to be a Christian athlete or to be a Christian coach in our culture that is so, you know, just kind of crazy on outcome and, you know, and succeeding and, you know, getting to this level and all that kind of stuff. Like, hey, like Jesus won. <laughs> Jesus won the ultimate victory and he did it this way. He did it in humility. He did it by sacrificing. He did it by love. He did it in effort. You know, obviously like he had to have some effort, you know, he put forth the greatest effort in carrying that cross up that hill. And so I just, I choose to look at that as an example for, for me, as I, even now, as I go into work that, Hey, I can do this to the, my greatest effort and my greatest strength, because my motivation is something that's eternal. And my motivation is something that is real and something that's other than myself. And so I, I really just encourage any coach or um, athlete player. That's really, yeah. That just like me struggled with, you know, I want to, you know, God, maybe I want to glorify you, but it's really hard because I want to play with that fire mm -hmm. and feel like I can't, you know, I kind of have to beat my chest a little bit and just encourage them to like, Hey, like Jesus won the ultimate victory and he did it in a way that, that brought his father honor. And I think we can follow that example. And I think there's a ton, a ton of freedom in that. And so, um, you know, yeah, I just sum it up by God cares about you and he's given you 
uh, an example in his son um, and Jesus that, that has given us a light to how to how to compete and how to do it in a way that that for sure brings God glory and honor and allows us to play in freedom. We don't have to worry about, you know, expectations and, and just the weight of that. Man, that's good. I've talked to a lot of people about that topic, both on this podcast and just in conversation, and I've never had anybody use that same analogy of Jesus on the cross. That's good. That's the, that, that's awesome. That's God. That's, like I said, I wish he would have told me that a little sooner, but it's something that I feel like he's, he's, he's given to be shared. So. Yeah. Amen. No, I'm, that's good. I wrote it down while you're talking. I'm going to, as soon as my son gets home, we're going to have that conversation. <laughs> that's <laughs> cool. good. Real yeah. Cool. Yeah. So I want to close with, uh, with a question. I don't think I included this on what I sent you, but is there a favorite scripture that, you know, maybe God taught you during the difficult time at Baylor or that God's using in your life right now? Just a, a, a scripture that, that you'd share with listeners. Yeah. I, to be honest, I always come back to, but God demonstrated his own love for us and that while we were still sinners, uh, Christ died for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, Romans 5 eight. I maybe because it's short, I don't know, but it's it's something that as a sinner like has always encouraged me that God doesn't want you to fix your life or to figure it out or to be perfect and then all of a sudden he's gonna start doing things for you or then all of a sudden he's gonna love you like no 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 like in your imperfection, in your sin, in the midst of your sinning God says, I love you and I'm going to, I died for you and my son, Jesus. And so like, just that has always been something that I have to cling to when I, mm-hmm. whether, wh- wherever I am, whether I'm in that place of kind of, um, guilt and shame or whether I'm in that place of, you know, feeling like I've done it all. And I feel like I've you know made it in a sense of spiritual life or whatever it is. That's always something that kind of brings me back to this place of, okay, like I am one, I am a sinner, but two, like in that sin, Jesus loves me enough and, and just in his great love, like died for me and, um, just something that I cling to and, and, and something that I, yeah, I have to in my own life. That's awesome, man. I appreciate your time. Um, I'm sitting here looking at, at the outline and I've written a lot of notes and I got to tell you, this has been a joy to record. Um, I know I've been encouraged. I've written down just some notes that I can apply in my own life too. So I appreciate your, your passion and, and just being available for this. Yeah, well, I'm honored to, like I said, I'm honored to be a part of it and honored to share the same podcast of my dad. So a lot of what I said, I've, I've learned from his example. So uh, I'm appreciative. That's awesome. Wow, what a powerful episode. This may be one of my favorite conversations we've recorded so far. Once again, thanks to Kay Smith for taking time to join us today and just talk about growing up. In the world of sports, a family of dad, a successful coach, a brother, a great athlete, and then dealing with the disappointment and making the decision to walk away from the game because that's what God wanted him to do. Not what he wanted to do, but that's what God was leading him to do. Um, And just encouraging us to, um, especially student athletes and coaches, but I think anybody in life, to be bold in our faith and just to always remember how Jesus handled the cross. He was humble. Jesus was diligent. It was great sacrifice. He put forth a lot of effort. He was in tune with God. He prayed for his opponent. That's just powerful to think about, that if we approached every day in life the way that Jesus approached the cross, incredible. We would live with no pressure. We would live in freedom. We would have no fears. Incredible. 
So thanks for listening. I would encourage you to share this episode with every friend, every family member that you can think of, whether they're in sports or not. I believe that anybody can be encouraged by this episode. And again, um, as we always say at the end of every episode, we love to hear from you as well. Go to our Facebook page, All In Sports Outreach. You can communicate with us through the Facebook page or via our website, allinsportsoutreach.org. You can also, on both of those, social media and our website, find out upcoming events. You can see opportunities to pray for us, opportunities to serve with us, and also opportunities to give. And the last thing I'm going to ask is a favor is that if you enjoy this podcast, that you would go to iTunes and leave us a review. The more reviews we get, the greater the platform, the larger the platform we have to continue to share the gospel through media. We love you guys. We thank you for your prayers. We thank you for your support. We thank you for your encouragement. Until next time.